How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Train Camp Podcast. Okay, first of all, look. I got a new chair. It's got armrests. I talked about this in my video about Juju Smith-Schuster, if you guys want to go check that out. But it's so nice. Love this. Loved my old one, but this one's way comfier. <laughs> Anyways, I just want to share that with you guys. Um... Welcome back to Train Camp Podcast. Okay, I'm going to bitch about this too because apparently I talk about the weather on this to start off the show every single week. It was like 75 degrees, not really, it was like 70 degrees, in Salt Lake last week. And then it snowed. And the snow didn't want to stick around. So now it's just ugly again. And cold as shit. That's why I'm wearing my hoodie. That's right, Training Camp Podcast hoodie, Shadow Parker. Um, Jesus, that was a chaotic-ass intro. <laughs> so, if you're new to the podcast, you're gonna be like, "This is this is too much." Um, uh, sorry about last. Well, not sorry about last week's episode. You guys know why last week's episode was the way it was. Uh, if you guys uh, don't know why, go watch the episode and go look in the description of that episode too, because there's some good stuff for you guys in that description. Uh, so, let's hop into this week uh, for the Train Camp Podcast. Hopping into news of the week to start off the show. Biggest, I think, news since uh, the last episode is that LaMelo Ball will be out for the entire season. He fractured his hand, I believe, uh, or his forearm. Uh, so that sucks, honestly. He definitely was easily the front runner for Rookie of the Year. I mean, he was leading the rookie statistics in, like, what, everything, I'm pretty sure. So that sucks. Also, you know, the Hornets were on a hella good... I was gonna say roll, but honestly, they've had a great season. I think right now they're the, what the four, the four, the five seed, and the Ball has been a huge part of that. Obviously, proved me wrong because I, I did a video the night after the NBA draft, and I was like, I don't know, in Charlotte, he might be a problem because he has maturity issues, but he's been great. I did say though, the Gordon Hayward acquisition was big for uh, kind of keeping Lamelo a little more mature, and I stand by that. I think that's been one of the best things for Lamelo and for the Hornets in general. So, uh, do I think the Hornets will make the playoffs now? Probably not. Uh, I just think Lamelo was definitely a huge part of why that team was uh, as high seeded as they are. I know that the East is very, very close when it comes to the seeding, but uh, I, 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 I do think that Charlotte was looking like a like a lower tier playoff team. I, I was really excited for that. Uh, speaking with <laughs> sticking with injuries, Steph Curry also will be out for a week at least. Uh, he fractured. Did he fracture or did he just have a deep bone contusion of his tailbone? Had a hella horrible fall. You could see right away. Um, yeah, I, I I think the Warriors. They almost had a comeback last night, which is almost kind of impressive. But the Warriors are probably going to go on a losing streak right now, which might push them a little bit out of the playoff. Uh, you know, hunt. They're I think the nine seed right now by one game to Dallas. So they're probably gonna have to fight their way back in. They were looking like a playoff team, honestly, when Curry's in there. Curry's looking really, really good this season. So that's gonna be really interesting on how that uh, ends up affecting the Warriors throughout the season. I think this is kind of interesting though because it will let James Wiseman grow. Uh, it's gonna definitely put Wiggins in the spotlight. Uh, honestly, Kelly Oubre's been having a pretty good success without Steph, um, and just he's gotten better throughout the season within the system. And then Draymond Green's probably gonna step into the the leadership role in that situation. So I mean, I'm curious how that's gonna play out. Um, going switch to NFL for a quick second. Mariota, after getting cut by the Raiders, was like, "I'll just go back for a million dollars." Don't know why. You probably could have gone somewhere else, Marcus. Uh, maybe he likes Gruden. Maybe he likes Gruden's system. Maybe he thinks he's going to get the starting job over Derek Carr. I don't know. He probably 
could have gotten a better paying job somewhere else. I mean, if Trubisky's able to get, what was it, $8 million, uh, with Buffalo, why couldn't Mariota get 14 with Chicago or something, you know? Um, there's definitely some places that could be really interesting for him to be a backup as well. You, you want to look at quarterbacks who uh, either have a mobile play style uh, that could risk injury like Arizona or Baltimore, or if you just want to look at teams that might need a backup because they either have older quarterbacks. Um, you know, looking at, I don't think the Steelers would have done it, but a team like that with an older quarterback, or maybe even just Tampa Bay. Maybe, maybe Tampa Bay goes 14-0, and they're like, yeah, we're going to rest Brady for the last two games. Here you go, Marcus Mariota. Just a situation like that where someone who's a bit older or more injury-prone, maybe Mariota to go there. But, man, decided I'm staying in, in Las Vegas. That's crazy. Um, I have a feeling, though, because I think there were some incentives if – like, he, he's to make more money if he does take over the starting job, but I doubt he will because Derek Carr kind of has a lot of that. Uh, and also, <laughs> speaking of weird stories, Washington football team, a uh, report came out that they're thinking about keeping their name as the Washington football team. Huh? What? <laughs> Why? Why? There are so many great options. First of all, total slap in the face to your fans. That's lazy and just... That's all it is, honestly. It's lazy and, and not creative in any way, shape, form, or idea. Um, I think with the past, I was going to say, couple decades, but the entire history of your franchise, having uh, your title be that, that's an offensive slur towards the Native Americans. Honestly, uh, this won't be reparations, but maybe change your name to something that honors someone. Uh, I really, per I personally, I liked the uh, the Washington Red Tails. That honors uh, those, I believe it's the uh, African-American... Uh, it's either African-American or Navy. I'm pretty sure it's African-American uh, fighter pilots in World War II who, who were in the Air Force and ran, I think, uh, just a bunch of different operative missions. I thought that was super cool because you, you, like, there were so many logos and cool uniform designs you could, that, you could do with that. And also, you get, to pay, you get to pay homage to those who like fought for our country and also just a, a group of people who obviously have not um, been treated equally. Uh, that's a whole you know, different conversation. Uh, that we won't get into because we, we try to stay politic free here on the train camp podcast for the most part but i just think it's super lazy that you guys could watch your football team uh dan snyder you need to resign you are a racist this is where this is where the, this isn't politics this is fact you're a racist piece of shit and you do not deserve to own an nfl team and i hope uh you 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 lose all rights and uh uh whatchamacallit whenever you aren't allowed to go to nfl games i hope you lose that i hope you get uh, expelled from the nfl essentially because you are fucking garbage <laughs> Uh, let's go back to the NBA. Uh, Aaron Gordon did officially announce a tr uh, request to trade. I think it was last Thursday. Of course it was, because shit always happens right when I upload the podcast. Um, that's really interesting. I mean, he, his name had been in trade rumors, honestly, I'll say the past couple months, but honestly, the past couple years, he's always in trade. <laughs> trade deadline comes up, and Aaron Gordon is always in the trade rumor wheel. But now it seems like he actually is just kind of fed up or just done with uh, Orlando, which makes sense when you're the second worst seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, another team that is... Shopping players is rot the Rockets. They are shopping Victor Oladipo. The, again, situation very similar to Aaron Gordon, where it was like there were rumors that they were doing it. This just kind of confirmed that yeah, we're shopping Oladipo. We all expected that though because Oladipo is on a uh, last year of his deal, and the Rockets are not going to pay him what he would like to be paid. And they're also in a complete rebuild, so they're just gonna get picks, honestly. So it wasn't gonna be that Oladipo's gonna be there for that long. 
Um, curious to see where he ends up. I really, he, there's no way he's gonna stay in Houston. Houston wants first round picks. They want second round picks. They want younger players. So they're probably gonna move him before the trade deadline, which is tomorrow. Uh, well, today for when you guys are watching, but tomorrow for me. And then going back to the NFL real quick, Joe Flacco signed with Eagles. Man, Joe Flacco, what happened? Such a fall from grace. When Lamar took your spot, you should have just retired, man. You went to Denver, that didn't work. You went to the Jets, that didn't work. Now you're with the Eagles. Are you expecting Jalen Hurts to be ass, or do you know you're a backup? Honestly, just I think it's best if you retire. The game is moving away from your type of play where it's just strict pocket passer. Um, you, obviously, you want a Super Bowl, but the, the only pocket passer that I think still works in the game nowadays is Brady, and that's just because of longevity, super high IQ. Um, I mean, and he's Brady. He's won seven Super Bowls, so yeah, that's. I'm not gonna have to explain why I think Brady definitely works uh, as a pocket quarterback right now. But Flacco, man, sing tap. I'm sorry you're gone, man, but it's time you retire. And then uh, lastly, speaking, going back to just uh, NBA rumor mill, uh, the Raptors are, I think it's now open that they are tra uh, shopping Kyle Lowry and, and or Norman Powell. So basically, if Kyle Lowry goes, they'll probably keep Norman Powell. If Norman Powell goes, they'll probably keep Lowry. Uh, I don't know how that'll go, honestly. If I had to guess one of them that would be traded, probably Kyle Lowry. He's on a bigger contract and uh, he's older, but he also has like more experience and, and teams... Uh, typically like to pay for players that can offer veteran experience and also just kind of mentor players so I think they could probably get a little bit more for Kyle Lowry uh, especially because I doubt Powell will stay with the Raptors uh, and resign so he's gonna he's gonna open market and uh, teams are gonna want him otherwise you know Kyle Lowry he wants to retire as a Raptor so he probably would retire or he probably would resign with Raptors come that time for his contract to expire cool Awesome. There's the news of the week for you guys. We talked a lot of NBA trades, so guess what? That's what actually we're gonna hop into right now. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk my thoughts on the NBA trade deadline real quick. Uh, so yes, tomorrow, technically, today when you guys are watching this, is the trade deadline. Can't wait for me to hop in and get this prepared to upload tomorrow and my phone blows up from trades. So if uh, trades happen and I don't talk about it, you gotta wait a week, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about my five teams that need to buy right now, five teams that need to sell, and then also my five players that I think will most likely be moved and where I think they'll be moved to, uh, like where I think they'll personal uh, where I personally think they'll be best fits for. So uh, let's let's hop into the need to sell first. I think the need to buy is also is just a little more intriguing because they'll probably be a little more uh, in need or I guess a little more. <laughs> Not the opposite of complacent. I love how I can think of complacent, but I can't think of the opposite of it. The opposite of complacent uh, when it comes to shopping or buying players to the deadline. So, teams that are going to be selling that I think should be selling. Uh, number one, uh, I think Sacramento should be selling. I think they have. There are rumors that they are shopping Marvin Bagley right now. I, I hate that man just because I I really liked Marvin Bagley coming out of college. Uh, but he obviously has not been playing up to his potential. Injuries definitely are one of the reasons why. But um, no, I think that the Kings, if they can get some really good picks and just or just younger players, I think that uh, with De'Aaron Fox leading that, they could definitely be a better team next season. Uh, I, they're kind of a lost cause this season unless they go on a huge run. But I think it's it's time that they... Vlade Divac kind of... I'm pretty sure he's still the GM. If he's not, then I'm sorry. I sound like an idiot right now. But he's kind of got to step down or just get his shit together because he does not know what he's doing. He's fumbled the bag so many times. So 
honestly, I think Sacramento is in a situation where they cannot they cannot buy. I mean, what are they going to buy, and how are they going to buy? Yeah, they might be. I think I think they're seventh with the most cap in the league right now. But yeah, okay, cool. Are you gonna are you gonna de-seat any of these eight seeds right uh, that are right now in the Western Conference? You're not going to. So just sell some players, get some picks. You got to move towards the future, not right now. Number two, Cleveland. Do you guys remember the beginning of the year when uh, Sexland? If you that's if you don't know what that is, it's Colin Sexton and. Uh, Darius Garland, it's their little nickname. You guys remember when them and Andre Drummond were like looking like fun, and we we're like, "Holy crap, is Cleveland gonna be good?" And then it just <laughs> went downhill so fast. Uh, they obviously have Drummond. A lot of people think he's gonna be traded. I think he's just gonna get bought out, honestly, because I think teams know that Cleveland is open to buying him out. So there's not gonna be like, "Oh, you're gonna buy him out? Well, we'll give you a second for like, no, you're gonna just wait for the buyout and then probably sign him." I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I think he's probably gonna go to the Lakers if he gets bought out. But um, I mean, honestly, Cleveland, I really like their backcourt. They have some really good pieces as well that have a lot of potential. Like Seti Osman, he has a lot of potential as well. They're probably gonna have a top five, top six pick in the draft next year. So that's huge for them as as well. I keep saying as well, but for for them, it's just they, they're already a young team and. I just got a notification that the Warriors are shopping Kelly Oubre, and they've been aggressive with it, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, but Cleveland, they I think that, especially in the Eastern Conference, I think they have a really bright future. They just got to get younger. And uh, th- their backcourt set, I think Seti Osman's a pretty good, he's a decent small forward. And if you're not going to have Drummond, then obviously your biggest. Kevin Love is uh, getting older. His contract's super expensive. He's almost, I think his deal's almost up as well. So you're going to have to get some big men. That's what you, they should be targeting in the next couple of drafts or uh, maybe in the free agency. So Cleveland should be selling to either get picks or to get younger players. Number three, a team that I think honestly could be a top seven seed next year. Seven. I like how I didn't say eight. <laughs> I could have just said a playoff team. A team that I think will be a playoff team next year uh, is Chicago. I think the Bulls need to be selling right now as well. Same reason. Laurie Markkinen is gonna ha- is probably some team's gonna pay him a stupid amount of money, so he's not gonna be back next year. Uh, Patrick Williams looks great in his first year. Honestly, he's not doing anything uh, flashy, but he he plays the role really well. Uh, obviously, their coaching system and just kind of the restructure of how their team plays is definitely huge uh, as to why they've been. I'm not gonna say like they have been better this year. The record may not indicate it, but I think they're the 11th seed right now in the East. So, but I think selling is really good for them. I think. Levine has kind of found his home. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed there for not the rest of his career, but for a long time in his career. So you have one good piece right there. And then you also uh, have better younger pieces in Kobe White and Patrick Williams and everyone. So just get some pieces, get some younger, younger players, and you guys can honestly be a really good company Eastern Conference team. So let's move into a team that will, who knows what their future holds. Washington. Yes, you need to sell. One reason you need to sell, Bradley Beal. There are teams that will call for him. There's teams that will give you a lot for him. There are teams that can help your future out. Huge. I'm not going to spend that much time on Washington because we all we already know this. Uh, and number five, Orlando. I think Orlando, with the whole Aaron Gordon situation, that is uh, something that needs to be looked at a little bit more. They have Vucevic as well. They are adamant on not having Vucevic. I think injuries have plagued their season this year. So if they can get healthy next year, you never know. It's the Eastern Conference. Anything can happen. Uh, just their biggest thing right now, they, they'll probably be a top five pick, uh, if not a top three pick in the draft this year. So that plus uh, Vucevic coming back and get whatever you could get for Aaron Gordon. And then also uh, Cole Anthony coming back. Fournier, I'm pretty sure, is still out if I'm not wrong. Um, but yeah, you're just getting pieces back. And I think that, that that could be really interesting having Vucevic lead the way. Kind of like a kind of like a low budget version of the of the Nuggets, essentially, with Jokic. Now my five teams that need to buy. 
Number one, this is, and I, this is this is this is like in my mind the number one team is Boston. They are falling behind. They need a big man, and uh, they don't have an identity right now. They need to get into that playoff picture. They are in it technically right now. As of right now, I'm pretty sure the eight seed, but they should not be the eight seed with the talent they have on that team. So come on, you guys need to buy some players. Number two, the Knicks. You guys could be a like stable four seed. I think the top three seeds are kind of set in the Eastern Conference right now. You could be like, you could lock up that four seed if you guys make some big trades, whether it's for a bigger, uh, better known backcourt player or if it's for uh, just like a star in the in the front court. I think that's your best bet, honestly, especially with Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson. The Lakers, I think that they're a big team too. They need depth, especially with this LeBron injury. I was talking about the Wizards selling Beal. I think Beal will be perfect for them. I don't know how they would make that work, but they need someone like that. Someone, AD is still out. LeBron's still out. These next couple of weeks are going to be like the last four years for the Lakers. Like that's just how this is going to be. Um, so they need that third star, kind of like the Nets have right now in Harden, who can carry the team while the other two players are injured or out, and they may not have the depth, but you're developing those younger players. You guys need a third star. You're going to have to buy right now. You're not a longevity team. You guys are basically in championship mode for the next three years. You're going to have to sacrifice those three years, whether it be draft picks. Number four, Golden State. The reason for them, they're going to be in the middle of the draft, so they don't really have uh, – they don't have – a good pick in the draft next year. They don't have a for sure like star. I mean, obviously you can hit in the in the, in the fourteen to twenty round, twenty round, twentieth picks in the first round, but it's very unlikely. So they need to once Clay comes back next season, they'll be fine. Wiseman's having a great development year. Steph Curry's still playing really good. They're shopping Uber right now. They still have Wiggins, so you have the pieces to do it. Just get that next star, or maybe just a draft pick for next year, so you can get that younger star. And number five, Miami. You guys got to the the, the freaking finals last year, and you guys haven't. Uh, really look the same. Jimmy Butler's definitely helping you guys out, but you guys do need that. I don't know why you guys gave Drogic so much money, but he might be a piece in the trade. Uh, speaking of trades, these are the five players. I'm running out of time for the segment, but uh, these are the five players that I think will be traded and where I think they should go. We're gonna we're gonna go. In, uh, Lonzo Ball. I think he's gonna go to the 76ers. I think they need depth. I think they can make it work, too, with some of the contracts they have. I know they're one of the worst cap space situations right now, but he's still on his rookie deal. And maybe just for a, a half a half a year rental. That way, if they are serious about winning the championship, the championship this year, which when they have the starting five in, they look like a championship-winning team. So I think Lonzo would be great depth for them. I think he, that's like sixth man of the year potential right there. Um, Aaron Gordon, the like most shopped person in the world. I think the best fit, again, I think that they can make this work, is the Nuggets. I think... Most the the Magic have been playing Aaron Gordon at the small forward position, but he is a power forward center. He's a small ball power forward center, honestly. And uh, you put him back in that prime position, you don't have to worry about him playing kind of out of position. He'll be a great rebounder for you guys. He's a good scorer. He's a he's a stretch four for you guys. Well, so with him and Jokic, you have a wide open court. You can do whatever you want with that. That is perfect for you guys. That would benefit you guys the most. Um, Oladipo. I was talking about a team that needs to get a good player to hold up that fourth seat. I think the Knicks would be a great spot for him. Again, one-year contract, and I think it's a situation where you live in L.A. for a year or in uh, New York for a year, and you go, huh, I kind of like New York. This is a huge market, and I play for the Knicks, and it might uh, persuade Oladipo to stay there. Also, if they were able to keep D. Rose, I think him and D. Rose with uh, uh, R.J. Barrett as well as I can't think of the other guy's name, but... Their starting five would be decent enough to, I think, lock up that four seed for sure. And they can just probably give up, what, Kevin Knox and one of the picks they got in the Porzingis trade. Maybe another younger player. 
they won't have to give up that much, especially because Oladipo uh, is, is expecting so much, and Houston's desperate to move off of him. Number four, Kyle Lowry. I said that there was a team that needs to make a move right now. They were in the finals last year. Miami. I think, again, Kyle Lowry's a great point guard option because he's not only a locker room guy, but he also knows what he's doing. He's a great distributor. I think him and Jimmy Butler would be really, really good together on the court. I think you could use uh, Drogic's contract and some picks to get, get that done. I don't think Miami is a contending team, honestly, but I think that Lowry puts them into that conversation. Number five, Mr. Miles Turner. I think Miles Turner... I mean, he's been linked to this team for the past, like, what, year and a half? I think the Celtics, like I said, when I was talking about them needing to buy right now, uh, they need a big man. They didn't make a move for one. They haven't signed DeMarcus Cousins like I think they should, and their biggest struggle right now, I will say they did get they did get the injury issue, so that did kind of screw them over. But Miles Turner, stretch four, leads the league in, stretch five, leads the league in blocks, perfect for their scheme. Whew, got like nine seconds left before this is ending. Uh, I will talk to you guys in the next episode. We're going to do, uh, in the next segment, we're going to do NFL grades. So stick around for that. Welcome back to the second leg of the podcast. If you guys did miss it, of course we did. Uh, the news of the week in the first leg. And we also did my uh, thoughts on the NBA trade deadline that's upcoming. Uh, teams that I think should be buying, teams that I think should be selling, and also players that I think will be moved and where they should be moved. And I rushed through that shit because I ran out of time so fast. Um, which is funny because usually... <laughs> I have a little extra time, but this, of course, I packed too much of a punch. So we were talking about trades last time. We're going to talk about what happens more in the offseason for leagues. That's free agency, obviously. So we had the NFL free agency happen recently. And there were some good. There was some bad. There was some mediocre. And and, and then there was, there was some ugly. <laughs> uh, I got 10 teams here. I think these 10 teams... Uh, not only did the most in the free agency, but or the least, you'll see what I mean in a second, but also kind of represent the average for what their grade is. So I'm basically putting on my suit and tie and my glasses and carrying some textbooks because I'm Professor Condog right now. We're going to give 10 teams their own uh, grades for their free agency. So team number one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay brought back literally everybody. Somehow. Like, we thought the Chiefs did an amazing job doing that last year. Tampa Bay three-upped them. You, they didn't even just one-up them. They three-upped them. Brought back everybody. Uh, would not surprise me if they repeated. You get everybody in a second year with... I would, I'm not going to say Bruce Arians system. I'm going to say Tom Brady system. Get everyone in a second year of that. You get that defense meshing with all the rookies they got last year as well. Uh, second year for them as well. I just said as well, back to back. But yeah, you guys get an A plus. <laughs> like if this was an exam, you would have gotten a hundred. If this was if this was a college application, you just got into all the good schools because you guys did a great job with that. Team number dos, Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns, esteemed rivals of my beloved Pittsburgh Steelers, who got their ass beat uh, in the playoffs after beating the ass of the Cleveland Browns the past 25 years. <laughs> um, they had some really good moves. They did let a couple players go, like Larry Ogunjobi, who I think they will miss. But overall, uh, they bumped up their secondary, which to me was the most important thing for them. Their secondary obviously was one of their biggest issues last year. Again, injuries definitely plagued their team, but also uh, their safeties were not great. So they went and got John Johnson. And uh, he's obviously the biggest signing name for the Browns 
and uh, him plus the other minor signings that they got, that they made, I give them an A. They did a great job. They are now, in my eyes, uh, if Baker Mayfield can be in the system correctly, as I guess it's not really Baker Mayfield. It's whoever it's Kevin Stefanski and whoever their OC is. If they can just continue running the ball and playing the game through their running backs and letting Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, have success off of that then they are going to be a great team, possibly the best team in the NFC North. Also, not to count, they're probably going to move off of Odell Beckham Jr. sometime soon, and uh, that gives them even more assets that they, get, that they can get for their team, whether it's a first, a second round pick, or a, a, you know, a handful of good players, plus picks. I think that they are, they are, they are in a great, I had a stroke, they are in a great uh, situation right now for the future, and uh, they're probably just going to get better because Kevin Stefanski looks like that grounded coach that they've needed for the past 25 years. Um, the New England Patriots, the Snyder cut of the free agency, shall we call it? Like, no, no one was not talking about the Patriots. Made abundance of moves. Not going to go through them all. I'm just going to say they beefed up their old, their uh, their offense, uh, weapons-wise at least, and then also brought in some big key defensive players. They're also getting some players back. Uh, I'm giving them an A minus, only an A minus because I did think they overpaid for a couple players, Matthew Judon included in that, John Smith as well. Uh, I think Hunter Henry definitely overpaid as well, but I I, I kind of understand why they got two tight ends. But the Judon contract and the Johnny contract, I think they paid a little too much for because they were worried that other teams might do a bidding war with them. But yeah, no, they're <sighs> Cam Newton had 12 rushing touchdowns last year, and in his 15-1 season, his number one target was Greg Olson. So two tight ends makes sense. I don't understand the Kendrick Bourne. Nelson Aguilar things. It seems like Mohamed Sanu part two all over again. Don't know why they didn't go after Kenny Galladay. Um, I think he would have been perfect for their system, honestly. Or maybe a Will Fuller, someone that gives them kind of like a Josh Gordon where you get maybe 10 games minimum from him. And he's a number one who can have success. But uh, overall, I'm just going to give them a minus. I think they're going to have success. This is going to be a team that's probably going to go 10-6. They went 7-9 last year with that god-awful team. That team was horrible. If Bill Belichick was not the coach, that's probably a three-win team. Bill Belichick somehow got them to seven, though. Uh, I'm still not liking Cam in that system, but there's not many quarterbacks out there. Maybe Mariota was on their market, but then Mariota's re-signed with Las Vegas. So you guys get an A-minus from me. Uh... New York Giants, you guys had a pretty good, successful uh, free agency, in my opinion. I think what you guys did was really, really smart. You got weapons for Daniel Jones, and this is his put-up or shut-up year. If he can't have success with these weapons, then he's not your guy. And it's nice to know that into in going to his third year. You know, I'm come probably November, uh, like the Thanksgiving time, they will know whether or not Daniel Jones is their guy and if not they can plan for the future with that whether it's trading him away and having another like one more year of rebuilding but I mean offensively they are stacked with weapons uh, they have a great wide receiving core I mean arguably I'm not gonna say top three because there are three kind of just undisputed wide receiving cores in the league right now but top five uh, they have probably a top three tight end core and they've who could be one of the best running backs in the league when, when he comes back healthy. Their defense had a great second half of the season next year, and Joe Judge is a coach that I really, really like. So, yeah, you guys get a B-plus me. Good job with your guys' free agency. Now, this is another team that made a lot of moves. Uh, well, not a lot of moves. I'll say a lot of big moves, but I think they're all really, really good. The, the, the Arizona Cardinals, obviously they got J.J. Watt, and they also got uh, 
can't remember his name, AJ Green. Those are like two marquee names that they got, but also they bumped up their own line. Huge. Kyler Murray was running for his life last year. That dude uh, had what, 1,100 rushing? No, he had, uh, I think, 858 rushing yards, something like that, but also like 12 rushing touchdowns or 10 or something like, around that area. And also almost threw for 4,000 yards. So you get him not running for his life, and he can actually make a cool, common, collected uh, choice of do I want to run here or do I want to wait it out for a quick second while the receiver gets open? Because now he has three great receivers, four if you want to count Fitz if he comes back next year, because I think Fitzgerald is a great fourth option. Um, I think the reason I give him a B, I think they still need a tight end. Their defense still worries me a little bit in the secondary. Uh, I know they have Buda Baker, obviously, but they let Patrick Peterson go. I think they're going to need some better corners. They got uh, Harriman, Rep, Lecky Fotu, and J.J. Uh, Watt now up on the front. They got Harrison Reddick, I'm pretty sure, and Chandler Jones. So they're fine. Uh, I just think they could have done a little bit more. Maybe go after like a Kyle Fuller or go after uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Kyle Rudolph. I think those could have been players that they should have targeted or Hunter Henry. That way, you have uh, a good tight end on that team. Dallas Cowboys. Biggest thing that they did was Dak Prescott. Um, this is the only reason I'm giving them a B minus. Honestly, is because I don't like the back to Dak Prescott contract. If this was like a bona fide star who you know once in a gen once in a generation talent then i'd be like okay yeah probably b plus a minus but the contract bumps them down to a b minus but it also kind of bumps them up to b minus because they didn't do that much in my opinion that really helps their team uh i'm not going to count hiring dan quinn as a free agency thing i think that's good for them but that doesn't count as free agency the dak contract was a little bit much but the reason it does bump them up is because you have a quarterback now and i think dak is a competent quarterback he's a top 15 quarterback right now in the nfl he's a good leader he's a great locker room guy he knows the scheme he's easy to work with that's what you want uh, essentially, he's just got high football intangibles IQ, and he's mature. That's what you want in a quarterback. So congratulations, you guys. Pass with a B-. minus. Los Angeles Chargers. I was high on you guys right away in free agency because you guys were one of the first teams to make a move, getting Corey Lindsley. But then you guys let a lot of your secondary go. And uh, I, I do like the Jared Cook signing. It makes sense with who you guys have on your staff now because he used to coach and work with Jared Cook back with, I think it was the Saints. So... Some good moves, but I'm giving you guys a C plus just because, again, I think you could have done more. I, I do think the offseason as a whole, their grade will probably be like a B, B plus because I think in the draft they're going to address offensive line a little bit more. And so Herbert, who was the most pressured rookie quarterback last year, uh, is no longer going to have that issue. So who knows how good Herbert's going to be now. So you guys get a C plus, but I, the only reason you guys didn't get in the B area is just because you guys let your secondary go a little bit and uh, you didn't get any protection for maybe some of your injured players like Derwin James in case he gets injured, maybe get a John Johnson to fill in for you. Um, and I think Melvin Ingram is also still not signed, so keep an eye on that. <sighs> Pittsburgh, why? <laughs> you guys get a C- from me because you guys let almost everybody on the defense go. It would have been an F or like a D-, but you guys got Juju back, who I really, really like in our system. And you guys held on to Cam Sutton, who I also really like. I think he's an underrated cornerback. But you guys let Bud Dupree go. Obviously, his contract was a little bit much. I can see that. I do like Alex Highsmith. And then we let Mike Hilton go, who I think is the real like reason why. Him and T Tyson Alulu are the two reasons why I think this is bad for Pittsburgh. Tyson Alulu helped our run game out exponentially. Uh, you, you When he wasn't on the field, you could tell. Mike Hilton... An amazing slot and blitzing cornerback, but can also play coverage really well. So I think those two are going to really hurt us down the road. Um, and they just didn't, and obviously they just cut Steven Nelson as well. So now we're down a cornerback. Who knows what's going to happen? And we also lost James Conner. So, uh, yeah, honestly, this is going to be 
An interesting year for Pittsburgh. <laughs> Speaking of interesting, Las Vegas. What did you do? What? You guys get a D minus. You're lucky I didn't give you an F. The only reason you didn't get an F is because you got like a somewhat talented player. You let everybody go or traded them, and then you signed a second running back. What? You you kind of had a good old line. You said, nah, we don't need that. Let's get a running back, though, who's not going to have production behind our horrible old line. Are you not plan are you planning on moving Josh Jacobs? Like, what's the plan? It, look, you guys do not have a plan. You guys are writing this as you go. That's pathetic. You guys get a D minus because you don't have a plan. You're lucky you didn't get an F. The only reason you didn't get an F is because the team that get that got an F, literally no one could stoop down to this level. Chicago. Yes, you guys get an F. You guys You guys always Photoshop. Chip said it best. You guys Photoshop jerseys onto these certain players and then never land them. Uh, you guys fold the bag. Honestly, I think. Earlier in the year, like about two months ago, I said, I think Mariota will probably wind up with Chicago. Better than Andy Dalton, and it, you guys ended up with Andy Dalton. So I apologize for that, but Andy Dalton's what you guys settled for. You guys lost Kyle Fuller. You guys did not bring in anyone amazing. You guys franchised uh, Allen Robinson, but cool, he's unhappy there anyway. And you guys are shopping Anthony Miller right now. You guys had a failure of an offseason. I don't think anyone could have had a worse offseason than you guys. I don't know how you guys win more than seven games next year so yeah there we go congratulations to the Buccaneers who are probably gonna fucking repeat and Pittsburgh you guys are uh, you guys kill me and the Bears I don't know how you guys are still an organization <laughs> uh last segment of the week but I mean if you're new here but I mean is essentially uh my hot takes of the week it's like ah, I understand this but I mean why not this you guys will catch on so number one I know this has never happened in NBA history. After LaMelo's injury, he'll likely not win Rookie of the Year. But, I mean, why can't we have co-winners this year? I mean, come on. Anthony Edwards and or James Wiseman are balling out right now and could make a case for Rookie of the Year. The Rookie of the Year is probably going to wind up with one of those guys, whoever has a better second half of the season. But that's the thing. LaMelo had an unprecedentedly good That's a. That works together, right? Unprecedentedly good uh, first stretch of the season. So why not be like, okay, he had a good season, and then Edwards or Wiseman or whoever just comes on in the second half of the season had a great second season. Screw it. You can both get it. I think the situation that kind of happened with Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons, uh, except that was kind of a year-long just kind of battle, and people thought, you know, well, Donovan's a true rookie. Ben obviously wasn't there the first year because of injury, but why can't LaMelo and someone else just win co-rookie uh, co of the year? I think that'd be great. Uh, you would have the first half of the season, and I'm not saying that's a present that should be set, but if an injury happens, like, that's, it's not LaMelo's fault that his numbers quote-unquote drop because he got out, even though his numbers won't drop. Um, it just will have a smaller sample size than the other players. So, I don't know. I just think co-rookie of the year winners would be great because you'd be recognizing whoever had a better first half, the best first half of the season, the best second half of the season because it's two completely different situations. But, I mean, number two. I know the Chiefs have the talent and the experience and the players and, and the coaching and, and the culture and the history and just somehow the cap space. But, I mean... Why can't the Chargers win the AFC West? Like I said, I think their offseason as a whole is going to be in the B to B-plus, maybe A-minus range. They're getting a second year with Justin Herbert, who's looking like the not only second-best quarterback in that division, but arguably second-best quarterback in the conference. Um, you know, 
They have great weapons, whether it be running backs or wide receivers. Uh, their O-line is getting better. They're, uh, I, they did lose, obviously, Hunter Henry, but uh, Jared Cook's a great one-year kind of fill player. Their defense, when healthy, is going to be really great with Joey Bosa if they get Melvin Ingram back. Uh, Derwin James, if he's healthy. Obviously, I'm worried about their corners a little bit and their secondary, but you can address that in the draft. If they get online and they get secondary players, this could be an ele- I, th- I personally think the worst that they can go next year is 10 and 6. I think personally they, they, they can even go 13 and 3 at the best. Uh, you have to face Kansas City twice a year. That's probably one guaranteed loss. Uh, so I doubt they'll, you know, go 14 and 2 or anything like that. Oh, like technically 14 and 3 because 17 game season next year. But uh, I think that they are a lock for 10 wins and a lock for the playoffs next year. I'm really excited to see what happens. I just don't see why. You know, the, the Chiefs had to release some players, let some players go. They're also restructuring some contracts. There's uh, some questions around Tyreek Kill right now and how, how his future will hold because he doesn't want to restructure his contract. So the, the teams are, are bound to step back at some point or another. Even the Patriots during their dynasty had step back years. Uh, it could, just could be the Chiefs year. And uh, the Chargers have the talent. They have the coaching staff now. I mean, they went 7-9 last year, blowing, like, what, five different leads within the last five minutes of every game. So, yeah, they could have gone 12-4 and this year, but just last-minute uh, coaching decisions by Anthony Lynn killed them. Uh, I'm definitely – Chargers, if you guys can't, haven't been able to tell, I really like the Chargers, my second-favorite team in the league. JP loves the Chargers as well. So, really hoping for the best of them next year. And my last but I mean of the week – with LeBron now injured, the MVP will likely go to Harden or Jokic. But I mean, why can't Steph win MVP? I brought this up. I think the first one of the first weeks of this of the NBA season or first months of the NBA season, where I was like, Steph could be MVP. It was one of my but I means. I was like, but I mean, why can't Steph be the MVP? He's averaging great numbers. I think some of his career highs, honestly, and he's doing it on a team that is not the team that he has ever played with. Usually, he has the stars around him. He's the star, period. Draymond is not what he used to be. Wiseman's still young. Uh, Kelly Oubre is good, but he's not a star and probably going to be traded. Uh, And Wiggins is good, but he's also inconsistent. You don't know what you're getting from it, and Clay's obviously injured. Curry might personally will this team to an 8 or 7 seed. If he does that, he deserves the MVP in my eyes. I think LeBron was my number one MVP, but since he can be out the season, it's kind of the LaMelo effect. I don't want to have co-MVPs. I think that's a little too much. But uh, I think LeBron being injured now pushes him out. I like Jokic a lot. I think a big man winning MVP, like a true center, obviously Giannis is a big man, but a true center winning MVP is really, really cool because that hasn't happened in a couple years. Um but I, for me, LeBron was my MVP, but now that he's out, I think Steph, he's showing he's not only a leader, he's a culture setter. You see him on the sidelines bumping teams up, amping them up. Uh, he's not a great defender, but he's still playing defense. He's he's playing his heart out every single night, and uh, he's not a toxic player. He's one of the greatest players. I think this would be probably the best achievement for him. It, w- it, would, super, it, would, it would subside uh, or overcome. I think subside was the correct word. <laughs> I'm only in college right now. It was beside, uh, you know, all of the rings he has, any of the past MVPs he has, because this is a year where he probably won't win a championship, but he's able to win MVP on a team that is not playoff worthy. You take Steph off this team, I don't even know if they're winning 20 games. We saw that last year. They won 13, and obviously they added Wiseman, but this is a team you you can't win. You can't win 50% of your games with Kelly Oubre, Draymond Green, and... Anthony Wiggins leading your roster. 
It just can't happen. Steph is the reason why this team was in the playoffs for a couple, for the last couple of months and why they're currently the ninth seed and possibly can, and in my eyes, will be a playoff team. So, yeah. Uh, I know it's never happened in history, but why can't we have co-rookie of the years? I know the Chiefs are amazing, but why can't the Chargers win the AFC West? And I know LeBron's now injured, but I, and Harden and Jokic are going to probably be the front-runners for MVP. But, I mean, why can't Steph get the MVP? Oh, man. I am exhausted. This is a fun podcast, though. Obviously, I had a lot to cram into a little bit of time. I don't know if you guys could hear it, but my voice is super raspy. Uh, I got my second dose of the vaccine on Monday. I'm still kind of feeling the effects from it. It's mainly fatigue, so if I come off as tired in this episode, I apologize. Uh, I'm still wearing off those effects. I did have some like migraine issues, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I'm still kind of just getting out of that funk that it put me into. I've also had a super long-ass day, so... Um, yeah, tomorrow's a trade deadline. Technically today, obviously, when you guys are watching this. So if I did miss anything, I apologize. I will talk about it next week. I think next week's podcast can be one of the funnest because I'll be able to talk about the implications of the NBA trade deadline. Woj came out and said that it's probably going to be between 15 and 20 trades that happen on the day. So super looking forward to that. I'll probably break them down as well. I'll probably grade them as well next week too. And who knows what will happen in free agency. Um, yeah. Excited. I've just thought about the fact that Chase Claypool is spotted outside a bar like sucker kicking a dude in the face. Why, Chase? <laughs> Come on, man. Get your shit together. We don't need this distractions right now. We have enough issues with Pittsburgh. Ugh, I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning to Train Camp Podcast. Uh, make sure you guys check the link for all the special stuff that's down there. Check out the last week's episode as well. Or check out my Talking to the Camera series where I talk uh, usually just anything, mostly... Uh, sewer football but if something happens i usually just pull out the microphone and talk about it kind of kind of ghetto but it's fun and it's a good time so check those out i will see you guys in the next episode of the podcast see you guys later